Hello and welcome back to Self Interrupted, the top 10 Slovakian podcast. I'm your host, Kit Costello. I'm super happy to be here as always. This is going to be the first podcast with an EGOT status. It's going to win an Emmy. It's going to win a Grammy. It's going to win an Oscar. It's going to win a Tony. Mm hmm. It will. Let's not lie, you know. Thank you so much for coming back to episode three or maybe just joining us on episode three because you're intrigued by the title of Moving Out. Today we're going to be talking about everything that goes into moving out, where I want to move, when I want to move, why I want to move, looking for places, etc, etc. Even the pressures of moving out, which I think is something that's not talked about enough, which is really the reason I wanted to do this episode topic, because this is the first topic that's not directly about me. And I'm not gonna lie, I have kind of been struggling, but the other two topics, honey, they're about me. I was talking for days. I had to cut down the podcast. It was like an hour long. I said, um, not the feature length film. Let me cut this down to half an hour. Which by the way, what do we think about the episode timing? I quite like the episode timing of like half an hour or like 40 minutes maximum. But some people have said that they want it longer, but other people have said that it's nice shorter. I agree with the shorter vibe. I think it's nice. Some people be listening to like three hour podcasts. Sweetheart, you need to get a life. I'm serious, blessed be. Three hours? I guess if it's just like, a, con- it almost gets to white noise, but then I'm not listening to what people are saying. I don't know, but maybe you're falling asleep to this podcast. I'd appreciate that though. We are gonna be talking about moving out eventually in this episode. But before I do that, as usual, I like to talk about myself, my past week, what's been going on. So let's get into that. First of all, major news in the KCCU, the Kit Costello Cinematic Universe, I have a bob. This is major! You guys don't understand. The way when I was younger, I was cutting all the dolls that I had, all their hair into bobs, all the wigs that I had into bobs. I've been foreshadowing this moment since I was a child. Now I'm in my early 20s and I can have a bob. What's your name, B.O.B.? So they calling you Bob? Stop playing, bitch. You know that I'm known for the bob? Like that lyric is about me. Thank you, Nicki Minaj. No, it's true. Okay, so here's my hair story. Not to like go deep into it, but basically when I started modeling, I had platinum blonde hair. Bad decision. Don't go into modeling platinum blonde because your agency will want you to keep it up. I was crying. There was one week where I had to dye my hair platinum blonde, bleach it six times in a week for work. Yeah, that was the last time. Bitch, that was the final straw. The straw on the camel's back, if you must. You can believe after all of that, my hair was breaking off. It was really, really bad. And then I actually got a mullet in 2022. This time last year, I had a mullet with blonde tips. Honestly, insane, but it was it was a little moment. It was a little moment. Since that grew out, it was longer at the back and shorter at the front. And it's been growing out just over that year. So now my hairdresser was like, you know what? Let's just cut it to a bob. And I agree. I think it looks so much better as a bob. I can't do the famous Costello bun, but you know what? I can do the famous now. Costello Bob. It's cute. No, it is. Anyway, so that was the deal with the Bob. I came back from that hair appointment and I did a little photo shoot with my mother. Thank you, mother, for taking the photos of me on my Instagram. They are slay. That was Thursday of last week. But on Tuesday of last week, just before the podcast episode came out, which by the way, I hope you enjoyed the first chapter of Kit Law. I really enjoyed it. Oh, there's a train going past. Can you hear it? I wonder if you can. Okay, slay. There are really chaotic stories and I've had so many DMs from people saying like, I can't believe this happened. But I think they're really fun and I can't wait to do another chapter of Kit Law, so watch out for that. On Tuesday, the day before that podcast came out, I was with my friend Emma. 
Hello Emma, blessed be. And we were at her flat. We planned on doing like a work day together. Now doing a work day with friends can be very hit or miss. Me and Emma have planned work days before and they, you know, it's us being like, let's do a work day and we go and get a coffee and then I go home. <laughs> like that's it. But this day, it was a work day. So we made so many TikToks for her. I didn't really do much for my podcast. So I was doing more like social media stuff for the podcast. But then at 11 o'clock at night, I started editing the podcast. Imagine. I'm grinding, I'm grinding. The podcast has to be up tomorrow morning and I need to get sleep bestie like I do. So I was up here till 2 a.m. editing the podcast like a psychopath. I was listening to my voice for hours, you guys. It's so bad for me. When I edit the podcast, I honestly go into a state of like dissociating because all I'm hearing is like, oh my God, like, yeah, like slay. Like that's all, <laughs> that's all I hear for like hours. And it's, 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 it's a lot, I'll be quite honest with you. And then I went back to my friends later on in the week and we had a games night, which was really fun. I really recommend doing a games night with your close friends. It's a great time. Everyone hypes up clubbing and going out and drinking, which is just not my vibe at all. I wanna do a whole episode on clubbing and why I just don't care for it. A games night with a little bit of wine, some nibbles and just good company. It's incredible. So much fun. We played Traitors, which is a reality TV show on BBC iPlayer. But we basically made Traitors into a little game where we sat around the table and I was a traitor three out of five times, but I convinced them that I wasn't. I was great at lying. So I don't know if that's like a bit of a character flaw that I can lie incredibly well. And then the next day when I came home, I made spaghetti bolognese. Uh-huh. I love cooking. I don't know if this is something, I don't know if this is a bit of kit lore that I haven't dropped already, but I do love cooking. It's true. And I'm a vegan and I'm gluten-free. So cooking a spaghetti bolognese for me, like that is a moment. This is so mundane. Like I can't believe, <laughs> why am I talking about the certain meat alternatives that I'm using? I think a podcast where it's just like mundane talk about meat alternatives is quite fun. But I use the meat alternative called this. They have a mince and if you're vegan, I really recommend this mince. Oh my God, the bacon lardons, don't even get me bloody started. The bacon lardons from this, me and my friends bang on about it all the time. We literally cannot get enough of them. Honestly, I could do a whole episode on meat alternatives. An episode on being vegan, oh, that's happening. I've been vegetarian now for almost five years. That is so insane to me. I think it'll be five years at the end of this year. Five year anniversary of being vegetarian. I haven't eaten an animal in five years. Slay. I'm all for the animals, I am. But that's kind of what's been going on in my week. Not too much of a busy week, but a sleigh week because I did get a bob. And I just wanted to remind you just at the end of this section that I have a bob. Do I change the cover art? Not, not like all of it, but like, do I change the hairstyle on the cover art? I can't have my iconic bun anymore. All it would change is just the, the hairstyle. So I'd have a bob instead. Maybe I just asked the artist to add a bob on top of it. Um, but anyway, let's get into the topic. That was so unnecessary. <laughs> So I kind of have a few talking points that I want to get to because like I said, this is the first episode that I'm not talking about myself or like a topic like modeling that I can really go like point by point by point because I haven't moved out yet. I guess we can start there. I currently live with my parents, my brothers on a farm. It's my icebreaker. If I'm feeling awkward in a conversation, I just say, oh my God, yeah, no, I live on a farm. And then people, if people aren't like, you know what? Some people I've met and I've said that people say like, oh, I see that for you. And I'm like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? You know, I have nothing against farmers, but like I'm out here in a dress and a bun and you're saying that I see that for you. I screamed. No, I did. I do live on a farm right now and it's quite close to London, but I do live in the countryside. It's fun. It's sweet. It's cute. But 
no, I do want to move out. The time I realized I wanted to move out realistically, because I mean, I was that kid that was saying, I want to leave. I just want to grow up in a normal house like all my friends did. I was that child. And I was also one of those kids that would run away from home. I would run down the backtrack of the farm. I'd hide in a ditch. There was a time where I fully, like all of my brothers and my dad had to come down in a car and try and find me. It was probably because of something so mundane, like so ridiculous, but I think I really started thinking about moving out last year. I became a model in 2021, but 2022 I started getting more work and it was more consistent work. And I was going into London so much that the, the travel cost, you wanna talk money? How about spending 20 pounds a day on travel? When I get that little notification from Nationwide saying, hey, Miss Girl, you spent 25 pounds today on travel. I'm thinking, how am I gonna jump the barriers next time? How am I gonna jump the barriers? But it's always, I know that I'd be that person that would walk onto the train with no ticket and the ticket inspector would come up. But yeah, it was kind of like that travel cost on top of also then making friends in London. Cause when you make friends in London and you go to their apartments and you just see how easy it is and like the independence, I think it's also just the independence of living by yourself that really just like is attractive to me. I love the idea of getting home and just like cocooning, like just in my little place, like, making maybe a little cheeky glass of red wine. I know, really rogue of me. If you don't know who I am, like I don't drink that much alcohol, like at all. I've never been drunk. I know everyone scream. I'm a 20 year old that's never been drunk, but like I haven't, it's not appealing to me. I love the idea of coming home from a long day's work and like cracking open a little bottle of red and having a little sip while cutting tofu and frying it off. That's the vibe. So there are like multiple reasons as to why I wanna move out. But I think the biggest one, I was actually talking to my friend the other day about this topic. She said that like a massive reason why moving out is important, especially when you're young, is just for your development. If you really wanna evolve as a person, moving away from your parents and just people that are familiar with you is super important just for yourself and your evolution because I definitely feel that a lot of the time on social media you see the pictures of people in skirts for me I just I'm always like oh I wish that I could do that and I had the confidence to do that but I think a lot of what's holding me back is just the reputation I have here to evolve as a person you've got you've got to live not even just by yourself but with people that are like-minded that will really push you in that direction because sometimes you know people in your family they don't want they're not doing it out of spite or they don't want you know out of hatred they just don't want you to get hurt or people to think think bad things of you i guess but that's just like a generational thing and that's a whole different topic in and of itself when i was younger i remember saying to myself i'm gonna be moving out when i'm 22 when i'm 22 that's like the maximum year. I don't want to be at home anymore. And there's so much pressure that comes with that, you know, because it's always just in the back of your head. I'm turning 21 on the 20th of February. I know famously everyone, everyone clap. Mm -hmm. But I was like, oh shit, this is my last year really before I turn 22. It's definitely something that's always been in the back of my head that I need to move out by 22. And I don't know why it's 22. Like that's such a random age. I think just for my early 20s, I wanna have my own place. It's just so ideal, but you have to definitely be in the right financial situation because Christ, the rent situation in London right now is astronomical. Like it genuinely is, it's crazy. Honestly, I can't believe the nerve of some of these real estate agents putting a completely run down. They call it a studio, bitch. It's not a studio. It has a plug-in like ring to um, cook food on. And they're like, oh, kitchenette included. And I'm like, bitch, that's not a kitchenette. That's like a USB cooker, you know? Like this is not a kitchenette. And they have the nerve to put that on 
like right move for like £2,000 a month. It really defeats me. It does. It makes me feel like, is this, is this actually going to happen? Sometimes I'll go on those sites really excited and really happy that I'm, I'm looking for a place now. And then those prices come up and it's, it feels like so unrealistic. And I feel so deflated coming off of those sites because I'm like, am I doing something wrong? Am I not making enough money? £2,000 a month, you have to be comfortable. And obviously £2,000 a month is a lot. Like there are ones that are like £1,300 a month. That's kind of like minimum for a livable situation. I know what you're going to say. Kit, there are ones that are like £1,000 a month or you can get a room share. Let's talk about room shares for a second. I really don't like the idea of sharing a flat. You guys, obviously with a friend, different, very, very different situation. But some people, hats off to you, if you just have the nerve to just be like, I just want a room, I can share a bathroom, I can share a kitchen. There's no way, there is no way I'm sharing a kitchen. Bathroom, maybe, maybe. Kitchen, you can miss me with that. I'm sure, if I'm sharing a kitchen, every single bitch in that flat must be a vegan. If I catch someone cutting raw chicken, one thing about me, I have a phobia of raw chicken. So if I see anyone, my mother in our house cooking raw chicken, there are ground rules. So if I caught someone, I mean, the horror stories I've heard of universities, massive reason I didn't go to uni. Because like, if I walk in, especially with like, not to not to like stereotype, but like, ugh, men, sorry, 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 sorry. You know the men that I'm talking about. I'm not saying like every single man. If I catch you cooking, cutting raw chicken, I actually gag at the thought. Just cutting raw chicken, especially on like a green chopping board, it would throw me over the edge. I'm so serious. So that's the reason I can't do house shares. Also, just the idea of people playing music too loudly, it would annoy me. And then someone coming in too late, like annoying. And then it's the whole party situation. If someone's having a party at our flat, God, there are so many reasons as to why I would not want a house share. I guess it comes with a point of privilege if I'm saying like, oh, I don't want a house share, but I don't want to like, I can't afford a, a flat. So it's kind of like, okay, bitch, like pick your poison, you know? You either don't move to London or you flat share. But I know that I'd rather wait. I'd flat share with a friend for sure, but there are definitely criterias to flat sharing with a friend. And you know what? If you want to try and like test out a friendship, go and like, you know, live with them for a bit. In the sense that like, I don't know, go on holiday with them. I've been in friendships where I've gone on holiday with them and I've come back and I'm like, oof, I don't know if we can be friends. Especially if it's like passive aggressive. Imagine hanging around with that energy. Worst case scenario, you go into it thinking that you're best friends. You sign like a sixth month, God forbid, a year lease. And then you realize that you don't get on and you live, you live together badly. Because it's one thing being friends, but roommates... That's a unique relationship. If you can't communicate with a roommate, then the passive aggressiveness starts. And that is not good for anyone at all. But let's get into like me actually like taking steps in the moving out movement. For me, the biggest step that I've taken is emailing. I have not called anyone. I've had people call me. Oh, multiple times. Okay, so let me get into this story. I always get the urge to move out after I come back from a friend's apartment. I always wake up at their apartment and I'm like, they come in, obviously because, you know, I wake up famously at like 6 a.m. And like my friends wake up at a normal time of like 10 a.m. and they walk in and I'm like, I'm moving out. No, I am. I'm moving out and I'm going to move to London. It always works like that. And then like on the train back home, I'm on right move and I'm looking up flats. Randomly, I just get the, I get the urge to email. I'm like, okay, 
let's let, let's take the step. Let's do it. Let's do it. If you're signing up for like right move or whatever, they ask for your phone number and your email address. God forbid they use that number. I asked for a viewing of this flat and they were doing their job. They just called me. Girl, the way I did not pick up one of their calls and they called me like a good 10 times just on the journey home. I just, I can't. It's, I don't know what it is, but I think it's just the adult that like the very high level of adulting that it's like a jump going from just like some, living with your parents to then renting. It's like, oh shit, no, this is serious. And it's when it's just like an adult talking to you about renting that you don't know. Like this is just a real estate agent being like, oh, do you want to come and view the property? No, I don't want to come and view the property. Then you're going to be asking me questions. I don't know what they're going to ask me. They're going to be like, do you have a reliable source of income? No, bitch, I'm a model. Sometimes I don't work for two months. You want to call that reliable? So it kind of stresses me out. And then I never like answer the emails. I never answer the phone. But there was one flat recently I found. And it was in this specific place that I want to live in London. And it was like a thousand pound a month. So for this place I want to live, it was great money. Let's get into that story time. I'm on right move. Famously, it's like 11 o'clock at night. Why am I on right move at 11 o'clock at night? I don't know. I was thinking along the lines of like, maybe this is my time. Maybe this is, I'm going to find my flat and everyone's going to be shook because I'm going to be moving out next week. This was the, this is my thought process. It didn't happen. I'm on right move and I obviously put the price from lowest to highest. Yeah, it's true. I don't have that much of a budget and I find this one. It's a thousand pound a month. I scream. This is doable, children. So I email straight away. I realize it's a Sunday. I'm screaming at this point because it's in a great area. It's a thousand pound a month. This is cheap. Let me describe the flat to you really quick. Sorry, very rude of me. I didn't describe it. It had a bay window, very, very high ceilings, authentic wooden wall, uh, wooden walls, please. Wooden floors, Christ. And then it had just cream walls and it had a fireplace and it had a kitchen. I screamed. And now I've put this onto my close friends. Of course, I'm like, you guys, I'm moving out. This is the flat for me. I email straight away as soon as i see this flat i'm like this is the one i then realize it's a sunday like i said so i call up it's so rogue of me like remember famously i don't like calling people so i call up and someone answers i was just expecting to leave a voicemail they're kind of rude to me on the phone and they're like so why did you call this number and i basically called the real estate agent headquarters instead of just like the regional real estate agents um but you know what it is what it is so they were like okay so why did you call this number and i was like because i've seen this flat like bestie i need it and they're like okay um we'll get them to email you back tomorrow morning psycho i put the phone down and I, again i'm updating my close friends i'm like you guys i've called with someone they're gonna email me back this is great and then i look back at the flat and i scroll down and you know i mentioned high ceilings it has a kitchenette it has wooden floors. Did you notice how I didn't say it has a bathroom? Because it doesn't. And I'm looking and I'm like, that's so weird. They haven't photographed the bathroom and they don't put it down in the facility. That's really bizarre. There's another train going past. Okay, slay. I then see it says shared bathroom and I gasp. I'm screaming at this point because remember, reminder, this is a dream apartment. And it was really beautiful because a lot of the time I do get a little bit desperate. I do. I get very desperate sometimes. I'm like, you know what? It has a leak. There's a sinkhole in it, but it's a thousand two hundred pound a month in a in a great area of London. I guess it will do. Sometimes I get desperate. So this apartment for me, it was like a thousand pound a month. It was perfect. I thought I hit the gold mine, but no. I update the close friends. I say, guys, shared bathroom facilities. Now, not only. Am I updating the close friends? I'm being unbearable. I'm individually texting people. I'm voice knowing people. 
I'm like, guys, what do I do? And instantly my friends are like, girl, don't. Like, you don't know who you're gonna be sharing with. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but it's such a great location. It's such a great flat. I'm kind of like toying with the idea. I'm thinking, I could, I could share a bathroom. Like, I share with three boys, my brothers, on a farm. Like, it can't get any worse. But then my friends are like, well, you know those people. But then I'm kind of toying with the idea until the next day. I get an email and they're like, hey, come for a viewing at this time. And I'm like, well, bestie, I'm meant to be meeting my friend at this time. And then I took that as a sign that I should not go to this house. And I also thought about it and I was like, sharing a bathroom would just be so inconvenient. What about the Glossier, bitch? The Glossier? What if they steal the Glossier? But it was, it, it was a loss. I mean, if they had a bathroom, that would have been the perfect apartment. But it's so funny. I know, I just know if that had a bathroom in the flat, it would have easily sold for like 2000 a month. Easily. And you know what I do? I really romanticize the idea of moving out. Romanticizing the idea of moving out is honestly, it's an epidemic. It's true because like the way I will see something on right move and it could literally look like a crack den and I'm like, oh my God, no, some fairy lights and a coffee table book and this, this is my house, you know? Cozy crack vibes. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true though. Like that first night where you just order pizza and you eat it on the floor because you have no furniture there. And like also obviously just like when I'm on these moving websites and I see these flats and I just, I've really, I have like visions of myself in this space. And with that flat that I was talking about, I could really just see myself in there. And even when I go to my friends' places, I always think like, what would I do if I lived here? How would I decorate? Also like, I think like, oh, I'd have like dinner parties. We'd have game nights and stuff and it would be so fun. And I, I honestly can't wait for that period of my life for when I move out. And obviously I'll update on the podcast. I'll let it be known. But also I romanticize like unrealistically, because I'm in a very lucky situation where I am now. I think I really noticed it during the pandemic, honestly, because obviously living on a farm, we have so much space because we have acres and acres of fields. Like I said, when I was younger, I really didn't appreciate living on the farm. I think when I turned 16, like 16, 17, that kind of age, I really started appreciating it just because I really am like a nature bitch. Like I love being in nature. And I think something I will miss about being in London is the nature of it. And I think that's kind of like something that adds to the, the romanticism of moving out. It's tunnel vision of just all the good stuff. And you don't think about, first of all, searching for flats, which just seems chaotic in and of itself. That is chaos. Also getting there, the Wi-Fi situation. How are you paying for that? The bills, the council tax, like all of it adds up. But all I see is just like, you know, a cute little flat and how I will decorate it. But no, bitch, this is like an adulting experience. I think I really tunnel vision past all of that because it's just a dream of mine to live by myself. And again, I'm like romanticizing the fact of moving out. Like I wanna be by myself, but maybe actually a month in, I'll actually hate that. But I don't think I will, honestly, because I have a lot of friends in London. So I'll just be able to like commute to them and like, ah, like I'm gonna not be romanticizing again, but like walk to their flat and then like bake them cakes. It's like, oh my gosh, don't like the baking I will do. But again, I'm romanticizing, bitch. I'm paying like a thousand pound a month rent. You think I'm gonna have time or money to be buying baking ingredients? That's another thing. This episode is kind of just like a brain dump on you guys. I don't know, this is kind of stuff that I don't even think about, honestly. And I've really only just been talking about it now while I'm recording this episode, but it's true. I mean, the financial situation on moving out is just so 
it's very stressful and it does stress me out being that like financially stable to move out. I definitely over romanticize moving out for sure. Let's scrap the romanticizing for a bit. What I expect when I actually move out, I really think that I will grow as a person. And I think it will be very noticeable just in the sense of like my fashion and just like the, the confidence in myself. I'm really excited. I really don't see myself currently in a rush to move out. I definitely was for a period of time, like especially end of last year. I was like, next year I need to move out. And I do want to move out this year. But if it's not right, it's not right. And that's okay. Like Whitney Houston said, it's not right, but it's okay. If you don't meet your goals, don't like hate yourself over that. Especially if like a goal is to move out by a certain age, you can't predict what's gonna happen. But I definitely do that to myself. I definitely put this crazy pressure on myself that I need to move out by a certain age because I think in my head, moving out equals success, right? Because moving out means you're financially stable and financially stable means that you're making money and making money to me means you're successful but that shouldn't be what making money or even success means success means so much more than just making money and you can be successful while not making money while you're still living at home oh my gosh not not the therapy session on self-interrupted with kit costello i'm screaming i think initially why i put that age down 22 like i want to move out by 22 is because I just wanted to be successful by 22. That's the age that I wanted everything to be working out by. <gasps> oh my God. Uh, this is like a genuine moment I'm having right now. But it's true. That makes so much sense. And that's why I put that age down. You shouldn't do that. Because if you get to that age and you're not, if you're not that person that can afford that apartment, it's not going to make you feel good. Subconsciously, you might be thinking, oh, 18 year old me would be really disappointed in me right now. I'm 22 and I'm not moved out. And that can be really tough and that can really play with your mental health. So I don't know, maybe a little tip if you are setting goals for yourself, especially because it's a new year, maybe just relax a bit. You don't have to achieve everything this year. I kind of caught myself doing that. I didn't set any goals necessarily this year, especially like big ones, because they can really be overwhelming. And if you don't reach a goal, it really makes you feel kind of crap I mean for example when I was doing YouTube like back in the day I remember I would be like on a thousand subscribers at the beginning of the year and I would be like if I don't hit a hundred thousand subscribers by the end of this year it's over like I'm gonna be so mad at myself and obviously I didn't hit that number of subscribers because I wasn't seeing that growth initially so why the hell did I think that that is like a sane goal to put on myself because it's just setting yourself up for failure. So for me this year, I've definitely been setting goals for myself that are realistic. Set realistic goals for 2023. Even goals that you kind of know that you're gonna achieve because achieving a goal, it's so satisfying. Setting mundane goals is really fun. Like, I don't know, like meeting up, I wanna meet up with my friends more this year. That's a really nice goal to have. And it has nothing to do with the pressures of moving out, the pressures of making enough money to move out. It's just simply, I wanna see friends this year. I wanna meet up with people this year. I wanna work on this hobby this year because I know that in my life, I'm putting so much pressure on work goals. I wanna walk this runway. I wanna do this editorial. I wanna be in this magazine. Some of it's realistic and some of it I am shooting for the stars, but sometimes it's nice to be able to shoot for the stars. And it's, it is nice to be a little bit delusional here and there because I think in my case, if I wasn't delusional, I wouldn't be where I am today. Sometimes I set goals for myself that I know that I'm not gonna reach, 
for example, that 100K one, I, I kind of knew in my soul that I wasn't going to reach that because I wasn't getting that much traction to my YouTube channel at the time. So why was I setting that goal for myself in the first place? Drawing it back to that, it's the success. It's that idea of success. That's why I set that goal for myself initially. Like, I want to be 22, I want to be successful, and I'll be moving out. So I guess that's initially why I set that goal for myself. And that's super interesting. So let's talk about places where I would actually want to move to. I would love to move to London. I'm currently signed as a model in London. So I get most of my work here. And I actually do really quite like London. London to me just feels like a safe option. It's chill, chill vibes only in a sense. And also something I really like about London is that like, I don't know if this is toxic, but like everyone just like gets on with their life. People are like very chatty in other countries, but in London it's very like, people are going to work, people are doing their thing. And I kind of like that about London, but there are definitely other places that I would love to live. Paris being one of them. I recently went to Paris in May of last year. I was there for about a week and I was living with a friend, Moya, and she was in a sublet and it was really slay. We were in the sixth arrondissement, arrondissement, which is kind of like the old money side of Paris. It's really, really nice. And oh, I could just see myself living there, honestly. It was so beautiful. I would go on my little run every day. I'd go to the Montpree, which is like a little store in Paris. I mean, as soon as I got home and while I was at Paris, I was looking for sublets. I definitely could see myself moving to Paris. I could see myself doing London and then Paris and then maybe New York. I don't know though, because New York scares me. No, it does. New York is terrifying to me. First of all, obviously I've never been on a plane. A bit of kit law that I'm dropping mid-conversation, as per. New York is a long way away. New York does scare me because everyone's the main character. Everyone's doing their own thing. Everyone's a creative. So I feel like it would be incredibly intimidating. I feel like New York is just like a semi-permanent stay. You know, she's just like, you're there for like maybe a few months, half a year at most. But Paris, I feel like, Paris is like a, no, you know what? Paris, I feel like is later 20s. That's the vibe. I would love to move, oh, south of France. Oh my God, the south of France is beautiful. Not to be basic, but Christ, this, the French Riviera, get me a house there now. Like for real. But maybe Paris in like early 20s, then New York, mid 20s. And then, I mean, not me being like, oh my God, like my retirement in my late 20s in the French Riviera, please. Um, <laughs> but then like the French Riviera. <laughs> not me being like, oh my gosh, I don't want to set any goals for myself. And then I'm like, I want to live in Paris, <laughs> New York and the French Riviera all within 10 years. Oh, and London. Literally, I will never learn. So in conclusion, what have we learned today? We have learned that Kit wants to move to London, Kit wants to live by themselves, and Kit puts too much pressure on themselves. But we also learned that in Kit's 20s, they wanna live in London, New York, Paris, and where was the other place? Oh, the French Riviera, of course, how could I forget? But yeah, I've actually really enjoyed this episode. Let me know if you like this episode format. If you couldn't tell the difference, that's great. Normally I have like very structured either stories, obviously for the law episode, which was last episode about talking about my school. But then for modeling, it was like a story time, like me going throughout my modeling career and then just a couple of stories on the end. But this is like, this has been kind of like intimidating for me this episode, I'm not gonna lie. So let me know if you've enjoyed it. It's kind of just been all over the place. This is what, a typical kind of like episode will be. And the self-interruption was very clear. 
this episode. I was going off on like just random topics. I really enjoyed doing this episode. And honestly, it's been therapeutic. Shit. Like the way I realized I was just putting pressure on myself to be successful by 22. That's honestly something I'm going to take with me from this episode. And I hope that you take that away this episode too. That you shouldn't be putting an age to success. Because success is ageless. Oh shit. Not the... Bitch, not the quotes. Oh my god. If you don't put that on a t-shirt right now. I guess we've kind of come to the end of this episode. Um, But before I go, as always, I have a question to answer. But I also have a recommendation. So something I want to start doing each episode is giving you guys a recommendation. Whether that's music, a TV show that I'm liking at the moment, etc. Just so that you guys can come away from the episode with something other than like the points I've been talking about. Okay, so first of all, a song. A song that I'm loving at the moment is American Teenager by Ethel Kane. Amazing song. Transcendent. There's a lot of lore behind Ethel Kane, who's an artist. She's like a character, which is very interesting. Do more research on her because it's very deep. The lore is very, very deep. Another song that I'm really loving at the moment is a song called Crying During Sex. What an iconic title. And it's by Carol Adez. But it's such a good song. Oh my God. Like it's kind of, it's kind of pop rock indie. It has just such a catchy, I guess it's a hook or like a chorus. And it's just so good. A TV show I've been loving is The Last of Us. Incredible. It's basically about almost like a zombie apocalypse. And I love sci-fi shit. I do. And I especially love stuff that like could happen. I find it really interesting. I don't think people would expect me to like this show, but it's it's really, really good and I'd really recommend it. But those are my recommendations for today. But let's get to the question of the episode. So the question is, what's one thing that you wish people would stop assuming about you? One thing that I wish people would stop assuming. I kind of wish, I don't know if this is kind of deep, but I kind of wish people would stop assuming that I always want attention. It's something that kind of bothers me sometimes. The way I dress, if I wear makeup a certain day, if I'm doing my hair. I think some people expect that I just want attention from that, but I really don't. Like, I really do it for myself. When I was younger, I felt like I couldn't do that. I felt like I couldn't be feminine. So when I do it now, I really feel judgment. People think that I'm doing it for attention. And when I'm invited to certain functions, parties and stuff and I'm told that I shouldn't wear certain stuff or like I shouldn't want to be the center of attention at this certain party because it's it's this person's day I don't know I find it kind of crushing because I was never intending on taking that away from them and like trying to take that for myself I really hate the idea that people think I'm being selfish and wanting attention in like a bad way when I'm just trying to be myself and it kind of goes back to the topic of moving out and evolving as yourself um kind of deep to be honest but you know what if we're not getting deep what are we doing i really hope that you've enjoyed this episode of self-interrupted it's been different but it feels nice i've really enjoyed it i'd really appreciate the feedback especially the ratings on spotify and apple podcasts i say it every episode but it really means a lot to me um you can follow me on instagram at kit.costello and you can also follow me on tiktok at kit.costello you can also submit your questions your story times and what's been going on in your week on my website kitcanbeinteresting.com thank you so much for listening i hope you have an incredible week sending love kit <laughs>